I feel like a, a startup journey is it's a roller coaster ride. I mean, a- anybody who like tried it before and part of that industry knows that. On our end, so our company philosophy is also like to have like a very relaxed approach to that. We said like we want to do this as long as we can on the side to like our main jobs, just because it started all as like a hobby. Welcome to the Lost and Transformation podcast series dedicated to the complex world of digital transformation. We feature guests from large corporations, startups, consultancies, and more to shed light on the success factors around innovation, transformation, and adjacent topics. We share firsthand insights and inspiration from experts for all the entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and anyone curious about digital transformation. Chris Abel is a software engineer for special projects at the Red Bull Media House, as well as the co-founder and the CTO of Relax Tax, an automated tax filing app in Austria. Chris shares how he built the app from scratch during the COVID-19 pandemic and what challenges he overcame on his way to launching a user-centric app that revolutionizes the tax industry. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Chris. Thanks so much for joining me today on our podcast on loss and transformation. I'm very excited to have you here as a guest today. And thanks so much for taking the time. And so you are a software engineer at the Red Bull Media House and are also the co-founder and the CTO at RelaxTex, which is a company that you founded last year. And today you're going to take us along your entrepreneurial journey that helped you found RelaxTex. And I'm also super excited to learn more about all the challenges and the highlights. Right. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. And to begin with, I'd like to learn more about yourself and your background first, basically more about your role and your background that makes you the entrepreneur that you are today. Could you share more about that? Of course. Uh, first of all, hi, Christina. Thanks for having me. And thanks for the opportunity to like also like talk on your podcast. Basically, I'm part of Repl Media House. So first of all, I, I want to explain like what Repl Media House actually is. So we do digital, we do TV, we do print and music for like the so-called world of Rapple. So we're more likely the media company for the brand or like for the, like the beverage brand. And as a beverage company, it's quite uncommon to have like such a big media company in place. Anybody can benefit and then learn from internally. So really for me, on like my seven-year journey, uh, Sky was like the limit so far. So I was able to not only dive deep in my coding and design skills, but also learn from the best when it comes to marketing and product development. When we launched our beverage drink uh, present across uh, 65 locales in 191 countries, when it came to agile planning for tight timelines that require pivoting based on things you can't influence. Red Bull does all these crazy cool events out there uh, people might know. There's sometimes a lot of uncertainty where you just have to react while be on the spot. There were internal and external media pitches uh, where I did Premiere Pro and like uh, After Effects uh, projects, which was really fun and like not really the coding part I'm usually doing. So there was stuff there too as well. And what I liked the most, I feel like, was within the seven years when we were at like actual on-site at like events in a production truck and like things got south or like things didn't work out so well. And you actually had like an opportunity to work like hands-on, uh, like I did at uh, Lollapalooza music festivals in Chicago. Ares San Diego or like the EDC Las Vegas, which were like the bigger ones I was part of. And all of this kind of like shaped my journey with Red Bull and like all other kinds of crazy cool projects I was allowed to do there. 
Cool. Yeah, it's super exciting to hear about the cool projects and the work that you do. And now, besides Red Bull, you're also a co-founder of the startup Relax Techs. Now, on a first glance, the two companies and industries sound very different. How come you entered such a different industry and how did your role at Red Bull help with that? Yeah, so it's in fact a completely different industry and that also comes with definitely something or like an intention that was on purpose. When you work for a big company like Red Bull, you always never want to interfere in, in case of like any interests. And secondly, building something like Relax Text for the tax industry has like some personal attachments, also like with my co-founder. We both lived abroad for quite some while in our life. Like he lived in Latin America for a little bit. Uh, I'm now since uh, four years in total, I want to say in the US. So our main residency was sometimes out of our home country. So He's Austrian, I'm Austrian. And like that comes with an uh, interesting question when it comes to like where you declare your taxes. And he's actually a tax specialist. Like he worked as like head of tax at like uh, different companies before, or like as a tax specialist as like big companies like the PaySafe card or like Innocent Drinks. Also funny that it was like a beverage company there. But like <laughs> in total, when, when it comes to like all those like tax questions, there's never really like an easy way how you can do it, no matter I feel like which which country you live in. Like each country has like different regulations and different requirements. And at some point I was just telling him, like, can't we just like simplify that? At least like for one country at first, and then thinking about like scaling this up, where else could this go? So we started with that in our home country and like uh, founded Relaxtex last July after a lot of prototyping and like iterating about like ideation and stuff. So yeah, we just said like, let's give it a try with the knowledge we have based on our current life and then let's lean in on that. Right. Super interesting. So you're saying that you've actually been through a lot of struggles with your own tax experience and you wanted to simplify the whole experience, also living in different countries and so on. And if we look at the tax industry before you entered the market with relaxed tax, how would you describe the status quo or why was there a catalyst for change to introduce in this industry? So I want to say it's very unique, especially in Austria, it's very unique. I feel like it's the only system I know <laughs> or like I've worked with that like requires like two passwords and the number to log in. And even those credentials can change if you like move within like the country of Austria. And almost like anybody uh, you talk to is like, oh, like that, that system, I, like I don't want to even log in because I need to look for my credentials. And like it just doesn't like fit as like a browser would like save your passwords as well or like one password, like how it would apply that because they're like, there's just one field too many pretty much. So that being said, that's already a, a challenge there to like to get in the system. But like even more, there is no real, I want to say, good guidance within the tool itself that will help you doing your taxes from like a, a very easy standpoint. There's a lot of like key figures and like there might be an input field here where you put in a number and the input field there. Sometimes I heard stories that like your parents would like pass on the knowledge to you on, on like how, how to do that. But uh, I, I feel like this shouldn't be the time you, you spent with your parents about educating you about your like your tax return in Austria. So my question I had at my co-founder Dominic was like, couldn't we come up with something like a questionnaire like other big tax companies do in Austria when you pay them a lot of money that like addresses this purpose and like automate the stuff behind it? And I can get more into the, the technical stuff later there. But that was our baseline, pretty much saying we have a system out there from the government that is not working user-focused. So there's like no custom obsession built around it. It fulfills the purpose. It works perfectly fine. It's totally legit. 
but it's not as we would know like a modern product being like user focused and like with that drive of like customer obsession pretty much yeah so you kind of wanted to highlight that user focus a bit more and yeah, make it simpler to use for everyone. And now fast forward to today, um, you've since launched the Relax Text app. It's available and running. So obviously your own experience with Texas led you then also to the path that you're on right now. And you're also saying you can dive a bit more into the technical stuff. So I kind of like to know more about the start of your journey with Relax Text. What did any of your first approaches to transforming the industry or bringing this idea to life look like? So when we started that and we started like in February 2020, for a month or two, we couldn't really think of a way how to like automate the submission part. Because if you work with a government system, it's pretty much a black box for you, right? And there's like barely any documentation about the interfaces. But in fact, there is one which we occasionally found, I want to say, through like a misformed Google search actually. So a couple of pages about an interface that is for software developers that is actually for cash registers for restaurants. There's nothing like square comparably, I want to say, in Austria. So like the restaurant owners are required to type in any earned amounts and get a summary at the end of the day that will be sent like to the financial department. So they actually can file whatever they made like during the day. And the structure of that interface is a so-called uh, SOAP, SOAP interface, and it has like some XML inputs uh, attached to it. And since those restaurants upload that daily, like we looked at it and I was like, well, let's see if there's like some test environment and if we can upload our text returns to it, just like for playing around with it. So that was like our like first, I want to call it like mini hackathon because it was all pretty safe. It was like against the test system of the government. We made sure that we don't like step on any toes there. And we found out it is possible, like that you can actually submit your tax return through that interface that wasn't meant to be. Because... It was available for it. It's just not surfaced anywhere because like the schema, I want to say, of like that interface is designed for it, but nobody really uses it for it. So when we looked into that, we faced the challenge of like legality, pretty much of saying like, would we be allowed potentially doing that? And what would we need to collect from the user when it comes to like, does the user need to sign his or her tax return? Does the user give us some like extra allowance that we would be allowed to do like their taxes in that way. What we found with that interface though is like the ultimate schema how the Austrian government pretty much defines a tax return, which is that XML file I was talking about. And with those findings, we were able to, in the end now, like fast forwarding to the end product, product to like automate the submission like in a different way. So that was definitely one of our biggest learnings before we even have founded the company to uh, find that out and like I said it was literally like a misfire on a Google search that we actually found that input so it was quite funny and the other point is like finding test users is really hard right so like finding test users for your tax return is like if you want to do it right you gotta do it real right so like we we ran out fairly quickly on family and friends of like testing our system with so whatever you develop there whatever you like release or like launch in like your rollout process has to be like working and legit all the time because testing is hard if you don't have that many like real people you can reach out to and like test their text returns with. Right. Yeah. I feel like those challenges, I think, yeah, probably you don't know them at the beginning, but when you jump into the journey, you're like, oh, okay, like maybe you didn't consider this or that. And also this industry is kind of like an industry where change hasn't really been happening for a longer time, I'm assuming. So you stepping in and wanting to automate the whole processes, I think that's like a first in the field probably. 
Yes, 100%. So in, in all fairness and in all respect to our competitors, there are other apps who have like tried to be in the market of like doing that, but with complete different uh, approaches. So basically what, what we tried to focus on was like making the app like uh, available in multiple language because we realized there's like uh, quite a potential there having like multiple people from different countries like coming into Austria and all they want to focus on is work, right? And they don't want to deal with their taxes. Like the Austrian government side is obviously only available in German right now. And in my opinion, German is one of the hardest languages to learn. So we wanted to like open the gate there and, and say like, well, how about we are available in German and English at launch. Uh, we're looking at Spanish right now. We're looking at all the Eastern European languages. We also look at Italian and like languages like that, just to be like really an innovator in that space. Because we thought about, well, reinventing the wheel is nice and fine. And like bringing like that product who was like working into like more like a digital 2021 world. Uh, but also like thinking again, what are really like the user needs? And that one was like the questionnaire. And secondly, bring it in in like multiple languages. Wow. Yeah. It's cool to see how you try to basically transform the industry and also try to innovate a bit more in that field to make it more modern and automated and everything. And you stepping into the tax industry with Relaxed Tax uh, with your co-founder. I mean, you're coming from the software engineer side, him obviously having the tax background, but I think you're both like quite new in this endeavor to uh, kind of transform in this industry. So I'm hearing a lot about your successes and what went well and that it's running now. Um, but I'm also quite curious to hear about perhaps any mistakes, anything that you tried and failed at and learned from, anything that you would like to share here? There have been quite many. I, I feel like a, a startup journey is always like full of like, uh, it's a roller coaster ride, right? I mean, a anybody who like tried it before and is like part of that industry knows that. On our end, so our company philosophy is also like to have like a very relaxed approach to that. We said like, we want to do this as long as we can on the side to like our main jobs, just because it started all as like a hobby. And one thing we, we definitely encountered was we, we built out the app. We obviously were hyped about our product. We had the questionnaire in place. We had multiple languages. And within the first month, we had like hundreds of users. It, it was great. Like no, nobody of us would have expected that. Like immediately, like people were like, yeah, let, let's use that app. But like what stopped them from like literally pushing through was we didn't provide the feature of like letting the user know how much they actually get in return, which is like the pre-calculation of your refund pretty much. And we were hesitant of doing that because our philosophy or like approach was we should not ask the user about their salary because we thought that's too personal. We always wanted to have this approach of like, well, you have an account with us. But you can always ask us to delete all the data once you did your taxes once, or you keep the account, or you do it like next year again. So we didn't have that feature in place at first, and now we're actually working on that and like working it in to like just increase our percentage of purchases. We right now look at like fifteen to like twenty percent of like users that use our app who actually, in the end, like purchase a tax return with us, which is uh, quite a good percentage. However, we think we can build more trust with our consumers or like users if they actually see what they get in return. And the reason why we didn't do the return is we want it to be as accurate as possible. There would be a solution out there where you can just do it like a little bit and like say like, well, that's an estimate of what you will get. And for sure, the only thing we can provide as well is only an estimate about what your tax refund in the end will be. However, we want to be as precise as possible. So we almost like took, uh, I want to say two months now, 
we thought about it, how we can do it. We coded it. We are like 80% there right now. So we are polishing it. And like somewhere within April, I want to say, we will launch that, that feature as well. Cool. So you're consistently renewing and yeah, basically pivoting based on the feedback that you also get from the users. I think that's super interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And you were also mentioning that, I mean, the app is called Relax Text and you have that relaxing aspect. Yeah, basically in the mindset as well. And you also founded the company basically during COVID last year. So it's kind of a project that is going on the side of your, like your full-time job. And I'm also curious to learn more about how COVID perhaps somehow changes the future of relaxed text and the work that you're doing there. Do you think there's advantages, disadvantages because of COVID? So when it comes to myself, I haven't been in an office since we started uh, Relax Text as a side hustle, which is a pretty <laughs> funny side note. So I, I was used to go to the office on a daily basis and spend time in the car around like two hours, I want to say, in my daily commute. My co-founder, he lives in Vienna, uses the subway, so he has like a decent commute as well, but it's not as bad as like on my end. Uh, he was in the home in, in home office like for quite some time, but now he like uh, continues going back to the office again with like testing and everything in place, obviously. What definitely changed for us is was like realizing we can be pretty much anywhere when it comes to like founding a company or when we want to work together or also like timelines. Obviously, we say we we have our like roadmaps in place. It's actually here on a whiteboard in, in my apartment with like post-its. So we went like the non-digital approach there. And later on we we like transformed it into like a plain Excel sheet for simplicity. But we we just try to keep it simple. We call on a weekly basis, late night on my end, because I'm in Los Angeles. He's in in Vienna, so it's early for him in the morning. Uh, we we talk like for 45 minutes to an hour. Once a week, we, we go through our tasks and the, the rest uh, we pretty much just use like Slack for and like work on it like fully remotely. Cool. Yeah, I think it's super fascinating to hear how you basically use the time in COVID that you are saving now on the commute to uh, create something from scratch and to build the app and to dive into the industry and do something that you've always wanted to do together with your co-founder. So I think that's super motivating as well to hear how to make use of that spare time, basically, and basically dive into transformation. And now looking at the future, I know um, we're just at the beginning of Relaxed Tech's journey and there's obviously so much more to come. Is there anything you're especially looking forward to or in general, something that's next for you that you can share with us? I mean, for us, it's year zero, basically. So so we said we will take this very easy. We'll see how like the first year goes so far with the users we're right now in the thousand. I said like uh, quite a good amount of, of people actually purchasing a tax return. The next big thing we're going to launch is like the refund calculation pretty much around that. What we're also looking to is like how we can work at our company rather than working in the company. It's a funny quote uh, my co-founder brought up lately. And what he means by that is uh, just like, can we think of any corporations? Like I'm, I'm a huge fan of, for example, TurboTax in the US. So, so what they came up with when I did my tax return this year with uh, TurboTax in, in the US, they say, how about you make a bank account with us that is dedicated to your income and will notify you on a yearly basis to do your taxes and we will use that bank account for you. So obviously there's opportunity. Like uh, we, we haven't really looked into that. It was just like an ideation state. And other areas as well is, and, and we had some cases there where people would like move out of Austria again, right? So like they did their taxes, they did their expat year or whatever, 
and then they have like a wrong address on file. So what we definitely need to look into is like how to handle those cases more elegantly, because right now we also still like the customer support team pretty much. <laughs> so we also looking into uh, solutions, how we can upscale like our uh, customer service representative uh, across social, not only across social media, but also like, is there a way how we can educate people on tax returns, generally speaking? This could be webinars in social media groups on Facebook, because in the end, all we care about is pretty much that people know what they need to do with the taxes. We felt like the topic around taxes is, is like for the, I want to say like for the majority of people, it's such a black box to say like, okay, there's, there's something at the end of the year and I need to take care with within like the first half of like the following year. And hopefully there will be like a positive refund for me. Otherwise I'm mad anyway. So there's a lot of things we can educate people on in general. And we also just want to give this back as like a service from our end to just build up our brand pretty much. So there are so many opportunities out there, as you're saying, you know, to educate other people and also what you're mentioning with other tax apps out there, whatever opportunities they have and um, that you might also be looking into. So I'm seeing that there's a lot on the way, a lot of exciting things. And right. So I think we basically covered all of the journey from the beginning until today for Relaxed Tax. And it's been super interesting also for me to hear about how this basically came to life. So yeah, Chris, thank you so much for sharing your personal journey with us, with Red Bull, and especially with Relaxed Tax. Yeah, it's really fascinating to hear about creating it from scratch and all the successes and the mistakes along the way. And yeah, it's been a real pleasure having you here. And I'm excited to see what the future holds for you. You. Thanks again. Thank you so much. And thanks again for the opportunity to like share our digital transformation on your podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lost in Transformation. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe to our channel and leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of our podcast.